Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast, brought to you by the Amador Whiskey Company. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for listening and downloading the podcast. Uh, big week for the Eyes on Big Podcast, because it's been a big week for college football and the Big Ten. Uh I'm going to prep this again. Scott Docterman with The Athletic uh, will be on the podcast immediately following this. Uh, We're not going to promote that a bunch on this podcast, but trust me, it'll be a great podcast for all college football fans to listen to. Scott and I talked about a lot of the, the battiness that has gone on just in the past 36 hours. Now it's our turn to talk about it. Crazy, crazy times. It has been crazy times. Um, Crazy times all around for me, as you pointed out. But this is, can we pump the brakes a second and say this is 4th of July weekend? Yes, thank you. Thank you for doing that. You want to know what I realized today about 4th of July? For some reason, I really enjoy 4th of July. It's one of my favorite holidays. Maybe my second favorite after Thanksgiving. But I don't like summer. I don't like fireworks. I mean, I'm nothing against fireworks, but I'm not going to go see fireworks. Yeah, it, I got kids, so fireworks in some capacity you want to get to, but I can definitely say in my single years, seeking out fireworks was not at the top of my list. I mean, I, I don't go outside after dark in the summer because of the bugs. <laughs> so what what is there for me to like? I'm not even sure. Um. There's food. I mean, there's food attached to it. I love the barbecue aspect, brats, burgers, beers, that kind of stuff, which, okay, maybe that's the reason because I like Thanksgiving because of the food and football. There's no football, but there's the food. For sure. Um, You know, I I would say you're happy to be around patriotic people that are enjoying the country. I think that probably draws you maybe more than you realize. No, that's probably it. That's probably a big part of it. But I think also just... It, it's you love Christmas because so. the, the childhood memories, I think, come back, which I had good memories of Christmas. But I think it's being a kid, being the summer, not going to school, just having not a care in the world. I think that's what it's about for me. I mean, I, I, I think that's a good explanation for you. It's probably a good explanation for a lot of people. I mean, if I rank the holidays, July 4th is a ways up there. I mean, it's it's very high. Um, it's always nice when it's not sweltering hot. I think it's going to be, I mean, I'm giving Minnesota weather report here. It's going to be warm without being excruciating, like a mid, mid to low eighties is what I saw. So that's nice. You mean like, like Monday last week, excruciating 101 degrees. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh Lord. Yeah. Um, uh, if there's anybody further South than us that they've really got, uh, some heat that they had to deal with. So look, at least we didn't get that high with the heat index. Okay, so let's get a ranking of your favorite holidays. Real quick. Yeah. I mean, Christmas. Top, give me top three. Christmas, obviously, number one. I don't know if the, <laughs> if this counts, but opening weekend of college football would definitely be number two, if, okay. that, if that counts. And I'd probably put 4th of July number three. Okay, I'm going I'm gonna stick to actual holidays. Okay. I'm not going to use okay. I'm not used college football as one. So for me, it'd be Thanksgiving one. Okay. I think I'm going to go, hmm. This is tough. I'm, I think I'm going to go Memorial Day 2 because it's a huge racing weekend. It's mm. the greatest racing weekend of the whole year. So, And then I'll go July 4th, 3rd. Okay. That's good. That's a good list. Fourth comes in third. Not, not too bad. Well, 
Speaking of the fourth, um, I think most college football fans were thinking we were going to coast into the fourth without much happening. Um, for Iowa fans, uh, Thursday was supposed to be a big day because Caden Proctor, yep. the number one recruit in the history of the state of Iowa, was going to announce if he was going to Iowa or Alabama. I think he, probably more accurately, go rewind prior to Thursday, he was going to announce that he was going to go to Alabama. What, you th- what do you mean? In your in your eyes, many Hawkeyes' eyes, even though he like a couple days prior to that, he started leaning toward Iowa. But I think, oh. don't you think most people are like, oh, he's going to go to Alabama? Um, if there was any Iowa fans, and I would I would put myself in this boat that were saying he's going to go to Alabama, it was because how do you let that bag go? Of course, of going to Alabama. Yeah. Um, but I would say certainly as it got closer to the. I don't know, last week or so, most of the crystal balls were looking towards no, Iowa. No, I know. Okay. Before the crystal balls. Okay. I don't know. You, you, honestly, I'm. you know I'm not the biggest recruiting guy in the world. You'd have to put a poll out on Twitter and ask Hawkeye fans. There seemed to be a lot of Hawkeye fans in my feed that were pretty confident, and I got a okay. lot of DMs from Hawkeye fans are like, Proctor's going to be a Hawkeye. And every time one of them would tweet me that, I would reply back with, Sounds great. I'll believe it when I see it. That was my response to each one of them. Okay. Well, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You're from Iowa. You're right down the road. You go to a a place that develops offensive line like crazy. I mean, as good as anybody, let's be honest. So why wouldn't you go to Iowa? But then you got the NIL thing, so you can understand the draw and just the Alabama mystique. And it's not like Alabama doesn't know how to put offensive linemen in the NFL as well. I mean, they're they're insane. So I I think you got to give... Some credit to the Hawkeye coaching staff. Anyways, I thought that was going to be the Thursday. Was was that right there? Uh, truth be told, Scott and I were going to recruit uh, record that day, mm. and I had asked him when Proctor announced, "Do you want to push back?" He's like, "I think we can still fit it in." Then, literally a half hour later, the news hits. I don't know if you saw the first precursors were okay. Let me tell you, I was so busy that day, and I'm on. I'm usually scrolling all day on Twitter. I didn't open it all day. I opened it like 15 minutes after that stuff started happening. It was just perfect timing. Yeah. Um, You go, you go with ebbs and flows with anything. Twitter is no different. I had been on an ebb or or maybe it's flow. I don't know. I hadn't been on Twitter a whole bunch the previous couple weeks. That's an ebb. ebb. Okay. Boy, the last 36 hours have been a flow because yeah. oh, it's yeah. been a blast and it's been fun interacting with Big Ten fans and college football fans in general. Um, but uh, Colin Cowturd, he was one of them that put it out there that he, you know, like the world's about to change or something like that or how he worded it. So there was people and obviously there are people in the college football know that uh, kind of knew about this. That's a mm. little tease for our guy. Greg Flugar, who will be coming on uh, next next podcast to okay, talk well, about this, but well, um, let, let's go ahead and throw that out there right now. So Greg Flugar, with um, uh, contributor to the Gophers twenty four seven page, dude's known about it for months. Months, yeah, I can confirm. Cause, yes, because I've seen the 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 exchanges. So we're gonna leave Greg's story to let Greg tell that. But my thought process is. This coming out 
on Thursday afternoon, it was simply not the first time I had seen it in the Twitterverse. Right. There's there was accounts with 742 people that have said this is coming, this is eminent for quite some time. There has been at least some smoke before the fire burst open on Thursday. Do you do you feel like you've noticed that much? Sure. Okay. Yep. Um, but I tell you what, it still hits different when it actually hits for real. So remember, we talked about this about a year ago when when Texas and Oklahoma decided to go to the SEC. We talked about the future of of college sports, the future of the Big Ten specifically, what could happen, what they should do. And I remember us saying this is a power move by the SEC. What it requires is a power move back by the Big Ten. And, yep. and right now, this is a power move. I, I'm going to go ahead and say I don't like what's happening to college yes. football, but where you are right now, this is something the Big Ten had to do. Um, can we just go ahead and read the the tweet, the funny tweet that we want to sure. read? Because I think it's about as good a timing as ever. So this tweet uh, came out today by Fox College Football, okay? Um, and the, the tweet just says, let's hear it. And there's a picture of a bunch of teams, and it says, who else should the conference add if it wants to reach 20 teams? Now, that's Fox Sports, you know, uh, official Twitter Sure. Pimping 20, which means four more teams. I think that's significant. I, I think that's very significant. Okay. in and of itself. I responded, Notre Dame, number one, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and then a stop sign. Okay. Uh, our friend of the pod, Norwegian Gopher, exact same teams. Okay. But my favorite reply was from friend of the pod, yeah. the Kingfisher, who replied, Stop ruining college football, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Kingfisher, he is a friend of the pod. He's an Illini fan, and I could not agree more. And I've, I've been so busy, I have not had a chance to connect with the Illini fans and see what their take. But my take is, ah, boy. Yeah. Two more teams. Like, though. I'm glad the Kingfisher could give me a good laugh. And there's been laughs that have come out of this. But overall, every, I not every, but I'll say every college football fan over the age of 32 feels dirty like they need to take a shower right now when this happens. Absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the chaos. The chaos is always fun to watch. But once the dust settles and you actually have to live with the changes, are we going to really like this? I. Okay. If, if I'm going to ask answer that question straight through, yes, we will. Because it's college football. And, well, Am I going to like it? Yes. Will I like it as much as college football in the 90s when I fell in love with it? I don't think so. But you do have to take an adult look at that in that there's nostalgia wrapped into college football in the early 90s when I fell in love with it. Just as much as I simply cannot love Christmas as much now as I did when I was a kid Mm. because of the nostalgia wrapped into it. So actually that was one of being a good precursor. Love how you drew that back in. That's well done. (laughs) That wasn't bad. It's almost like we're good at this. (laughs) Um, uh, So like, like I, I can't remember. I wish I did a better job of organizing tweets. I really like, but somebody put a tweet out that said, this is, this will always be my big 10. And it was the Big Ten logo with the 11 hit inside of it, which, of course, came out right after Penn State yeah. joined. I'm guessing that person that put that tweet out was probably a dude 
about our age that tweeted that out. That's the nostalgic memories that fans have. You can't sit here and say that that's not getting attacked when these seismic changes happen. No, it's definitely getting attacked. But again, I will say you had to do something. SEC was trying to take over college football, and this is the move to to check that. And again, a year ago, we talked about this. I mentioned, and I'm still thinking this is probably a good move. Don't why, why stop at 20 teams? Why don't you get all the Power Five teams that are left together, form your own division of college football, away from the SEC, have the SEC do whatever the hell they want, have your own national championship, and just call it the national championship. Like just break that, away. That's and what you would really want. I if if you want if you're gonna play the power move and try to be in charge of college football like SEC is trying to do. Okay. I'm not saying I want it. I okay. don't want any of this. Yeah. You know what I want? Forget the 11. Go back to the 10 teams. That's what I want. Um, I like Penn State. What? I, it has nothing to do with liking or disliking Penn State. That's I, the Big Ten I know. And the thing is, having Nebraskans, interesting. You know, Maryland, Rutgers, we don't get a ton of, you know, interactions from people. Point being is every time it inches further down the road, you, you feel like you get further away from what the what the basics were. Of course. Um, Round robin, like true champion. Yeah. Th- that best way to crown a champion. Now you got, got have to have a championship game. And now we want to – then you have the, the playoff. Now we want to expand the playoff. Back then, every game mattered. You couldn't trip up, right? Right. We're um, losing that. Yes, and uh, uh, two things I want to say is, okay, number one, I saw a couple tweets today that said, is this the move that uh, finally gets college football into two super conferences? And I want to say, uh, no, that was Texas and Oklahoma almost one year ago to the day. That's when it started. Correct, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, well I, you, We I, still had a chance. Like, I thought we were going towards – four power five conferences yeah at that point. it kind of yeah i that's and i was going to be mostly okay with that yeah now that's done or that was done when texas and oklahoma left the big 12 in my mind because there there simply was not enough big dogs left out there to now make mm. two more super conferences right but there's only so many blue bloods available texas oklahoma usc uh, Notre Dame, and I would probably put Clemson in there. And then you mix in a Miami, Florida well, or, State. Oregon, Washington. Oregon and Washington. Washington, maybe step yeah, down maybe, from sure. there. Yeah. That's enough in there. But the second you pull out Oklahoma, Texas, it is so much watered down to make, again, two more uh, Power Five conferences. And now that you've pulled USC out, it's – it's just not there's just not enough left no there's not but all those other teams that aren't blue bloods they all have something to contribute to college football they all have given to college football and if you don't care about those teams i'm gonna say you're not a true college football fan so why wouldn't you want to include all of them i couldn't in what in what we're doing as the big 10 i couldn't agree more um said the same thing to scott doctorman um here's Here's the other thing. I'm wondering if you, you've uh, wrestled with these emotions the last 24, 36 hours like I have. Um, do, again, do, do, do I like what happened? No. 
but yet is there is there not a little bit of a sense of pride and happiness that our teams Iowa and Illinois and our conference the Big 10 is in the upper crust of this going on like we are in, we are in the party we're at yes. the party the answer is yes but the flip side for an Illini fan is oh my lord two more teams that it are going to be tough wins. Yeah. Yeah. As an Iowa yeah. fan, you know you can compete in those games. Illinois fan, woof. I would still contend that the records looking back and looking forward will still be similar for these teams. Now, if USC goes nuclear with with um Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley it's going to make it tougher. There's no doubt about now, it. Here's here's flipping back to the positive. It's not going to be long till Illinois is in a Rose Bowl again. That's right, baby. It's going to be awesome. Okay, but there is a benefit there. I mean, to be Every honest with you. Every six years, a fan base is going to go to the Rose Bowl. And I will be there. And the Coliseum. And, and, the, then, yeah. and then, if I'm going to project, okay, because I, I I will be astonished if, if it stops here, okay? I, I think yeah. that Fox Sports tweet speaks volumes and the fact that yeah. they selected 20 teams they know something <laughs> or maybe they just play it off as this is what we hear you know that they see and they're reading through twitter so that they put it out there still somebody okay that that tweet they can put out okay so four more teams the number one obviously okay. with a bullet is notre dame right for sure um somebody very intelligent put on twitter if all of the big 10 teams which now include usc say, we're not playing you unless you join the conference. USC, Michigan, okay. Michigan State, sure. Purdue, there are a ton of old Notre Dame rivalries Absolutely. that they could potentially. So they could play hardball. They and could I basically say, you're not getting those teams. Oh, and by the way, UCLA, Ohio State, uh, uh, Iowa, Wisconsin. There's a ton of other teams. Nebraska. You're not going to get to play those teams if you don't join the conference. But if you do, and then show them the check. And if you're Notre Dame, where show the check. There you go. That's a big. Now big Notre point. Dame has no issues with money, right? But I, I'm not sure they wouldn't make more in the Big Ten. I, I think have there's a chance, right? Okay, so if you're Notre Dame and you're sitting here watching this from the outside, right? You're looking over at the ACC. And you're looking over the Big Ten and what's happening right now. Where would you go? And you're not putting the SEC in there as a potential landing spot. I don't. I don't think. So. I don't but, see but that. But people have been. I mean, that's been the the <laughs> that you'd have to go all the way back to Brian Kelly at LSU to find a worse combination. <laughs> <laughs> like right away when he was trying the accent. Okay. <laughs> It's, it's that bad of a it fit, is. It isn't is it? that bad of a cultural fit. So I do not see that happening. Yes, if you are talking about the Big Ten and the ACC, I was going to name an ugly and and hot actress, but I, I I don't want to do that. But essentially, that's what you're 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 choosing from. Yeah. So you you, you got to go with the Big Ten, and apparently there has been some. Uh, uh, dialogue coming from Notre Dame officials that have kind of said that they understand their days of independency are probably coming to an end. Interesting. That's what I've heard. I can't substantiate that, but I mean, I've heard. at this point, you are being forced to make a decision. I, I think. think you are. Okay. So you mentioned Notre Dame. Okay. Other ones, obviously, Washington, Oregon. Yep. You mentioned Stanford. Yep. 
Uh, and I've seen chatter about that too. I mean, I don't know that that's one you have to go out and get. To me, I would rather have a, a program like Georgia Tech because they're right in SEC country, right in Atlanta, huge recruiting spot. Uh, what about FSU, Florida State? What about Miami? Those, Ken. those to me, all they're sexier from a football perspective. And I realize there's a little more to it than that, but I, so I, if it goes that route, I will be intrigued. Don't get me wrong. Maybe I am simply looking at this in a too pragmatic point of view, but Kurt, it takes a long time to fly an aeroplane from the West coast to the central part of the, of the country and even longer to fly to the Eastern side of the country and then back. Well, okay. But we're already flying from Piscataway okay. to, to, to LA. I, I understand that. To okay. South central LA. Uh, so let, you know, if you add three, uh, pack 12 teams after Notre Dame, everything's frozen now until, you know, Jack Swarbuck and the gang decide what they're going to do. The whole they they probably love the fact that the whole college football world is waiting on bated breath for their decision. If you do the uh, four five team pods, sure. As I have, I think that's the future. So, so there's less travel when you do that. So now you've got five old Pac-10 teams that are out there. I think they will honor the old Pac-10 teams. Okay, with Stanford. This is maybe I'm going too deep here, but not you got to bring somebody in that's maybe not so great. I I think there is value to bringing a team in that is not probably going to be elite. And yet they have prestige academically Uh, beyond prestige. Beyond. Yes. Bingo. Right there. Okay. So now you now you have Oregon. uh, or uh, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, and Stanford being able to stay on the West Coast for Big Ten football after dark and not have to have their student-athletes <laughs> travel so much. Then you're probably oh. down to two trips, maybe three a year. Right. But, dude, that's a lot less than four or five a year that you have to take across country. Well, there's no doubt you have to do pods if it gets that big. Okay. Have to do pods. Yeah. But, and then that's my clean way. So the pods I had, that was one pod. I love the name of this pod, if I could just say so myself. The Big North, which would be I had Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. Then the big, the big central would be, I mean, Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State. They're, they're tethered together. I don't know how you, you get around that. Well, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They've got to yeah, play. Every I year. think you're right. Michigan's yes. got to play Michigan State every year. Michigan's got to play Ohio State every okay. year. Okay. So, because you're playing the teams in your pod Correct. every single year. Okay. You're yes. constantly doing a home and away. Then throw Indiana and Purdue in that pod. Yes. So that they play every single year. Now, interesting part is the teams that are left over, they don't really have a lot of rivals in the Big Ten. And ironically, one of them is Penn State. Right. So, but then they become rivals with Notre Dame. And then you have Maryland and Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers. This is the issue. Northwestern. I'm sorry. It doesn't probably make a ton of no, sense. No, you got to throw them in that pod because they're a small private college like Notre Dame. There is some fit there. Yes. It's a little weird, but they got more in, they got more in, in uh, uh, 
they got the same characteristics as Notre Dame and Rutgers than almost any other team in the Big Ten does. Yes. So there you go. That, no, I think those are solid. So I, then you play your four teams in your pod every single year. You stick at nine conference games, and now you're playing. You do two year rotations with the other three pods every six years. Yeah. So every six years, you have gone through every team in the Big Ten, having gone to their stadium, and they come to yours. It I, just does not get any better than that. Unless you have more than 20 teams. And then I think it gets messy and disgusting. So I'm really hoping we stop at 20. Okay. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a little anal retentive, but I just feel like when you go from when you go anything past 20, I don't know how this is going to work to get the schedules and to be able to balance. But out. it doesn't have to be part of the Big Ten conference. It could just be part of the same. I mean, you know, FBS, FCS, Division One, whatever. Back to what I was saying. Form your own division. Yeah. Um, cause what do you do with all those other teams? I know. UNC, Wake Forest, you name it, Clemson. I mean, essentially it's Florida State. I think there's Miami. a chance that it's going to wind up be- being, I mean, first of all, this gets the big 10 even to the sec. And some would say maybe we're still a little bit behind them. Depends what you mean by behind, like national championships recent. It's still the SEC by land for sure. But then what about just income? I mean, then the, it's then it's then it's the big 10. You're or bringing it's, or it's in about even you're bringing in the second second biggest market in the country. Correct. Yeah. So if you're doing market stuff in dollars, they're even. So if 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 the big 10 gets to 20, the the SEC, I think, only needs to add four more teams. Now, what if they do that? What would be interesting is, of course, who they add. And then after they add, I'm just throwing it out there that it's four teams. So both the Big Ten and the SEC is at 20. Is there enough left over for for two more good conferences? I think there is. But obviously, everybody's going to know the Conference 3 and Conference 4, which we would call the ACC and the new Coke Big 12, which is basically what it's going to be. they're, everybody's going to know they're going to be a step behind, but at least they're still in the game. The big pack. It's called the big, the big pack. Big pack. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Okay. Go go after. So someone's going after Florida State. Someone's going after Miami. Someone's going after Clemson. Right. But don't you think if you got Notre Dame, Oregon, Washington, and Stanford, you're you're doing just fine. Okay. You can't get everybody. Speaking of doing just fine. Okay. Another friend of the podcast, Jim in Minnesota. Yeah. You know, he loves Kevin Warren. I'm not, I'm not sure you knew that. I actually, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm interested where you're going to go with this. Well, he's, I saw him mention, uh, you know, I see a lot of people giving Kevin Warren credit for this, but I'm not going to give Kevin Warren any credit for this because these teams came to the Big Ten and I, we don't know what happened. I don't, I mean, do we, do we really know what happened? I have to give Kevin a little bit of credit. A little credit. But I also believe some of the work was being done by officials to get this moving. I mean, he might have been just the guy that signed the paper. But at the same time, he's in charge. You get credit when you're in charge. You do. For the good and the bad. You do. I would love to see a, you know, 30 for 30 on this in 20 years. If it comes out on how that went down. It would be... Thoroughly intriguing. It'd be great if he had no idea it was even happening. <laughs> Which you have to acknowledge 
might be the case. It's, it's a possibility. So yes, I am with you that he deserves some credit. I I believe there might be people that are trying to make fetch happen a little too much. If I can give a, a little bit of a lingo there, where they're really trying to give K Dub a lot of credit. Oh, I'm sure there's yes. Yeah. There is that entity, right. of course. Um, uh, and then, you know, overall, the real genius in all of this is, of course, PJ Flex PR team. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because they got this whole thing out there to take all of the heat away think that about, PJ was getting on Twitter before that. On. It's genius. Think about the pull that PJ Fleck has to, to reorganize college football. So that people ignore he, what was going on. He obviously got in touch with some pretty amazing, you know, and powerful plastic surgeons on the West Coast. And they're like, he's like, listen, here's what I need. I need you to get that, USC. To so me. that's the connection. That's where he gets his work done. Absolutely. He's like, he's, Edina? Come on, man. I'm going go to I'm gonna go to the creme de la creme of plastic surgery. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. And for those that really have no idea what the heck we're talking so, about. By the way, we thought our next pod was going to focus on PJ Fleck and, yeah. and this whole thing. And then thing. we'll just find something else to and talk about. And now it's about. just, it's an afterthought. It's, it's, yeah, it's just dust. Amazing. It's just dust. Yeah. We're not going to talk on, on, on this a bunch, but essentially. Yeah. Um, Val, for, Val Martin. Val is, Martin, yeah. a former D lineman yeah. that transferred in from NC State yeah. and now is not with the team, got on Twitter and wet his diaper over and over again. Um, I've seen a lot of people say, how do you how do you talk crap about Val? You don't even know him. You know, that's fair and all, but once you get to be a certain age, and I would say 19, 20, and 21 years of age is, yeah. is a certain age, if you put yourself out there on social media that much, you better get ready for the pushback because yep. that's how the real world works, fair or not. So I guess I don't completely buy into that. Um, in the end, I don't think the look was very good for Val or PJ, but I really think okay. it was worse for Val once it was all said and done. I don't know. I mean, we can go back to that whole hit piece that WCCO did about Fleck, which was complete bullshit. I mean, okay. it was Okay, just hearsay. It was all hearsay. So it wasn't a real story. I don't know if there's anything to this Val Martin thing, but yes, he he comes out the bad guy with what he did. I'm not saying none of this happened, whatever it was that happened, but I will say Fleck just, when this stuff comes out, the Jerry Kill thing, WCCO, the Val Martin, he doesn't say a word. No. And that's the way to do it. Again, the masterful PR team that surrounds PJ Fleck. Absolutely. Everybody's talking about PJ a lot of the time, yet when bad things come out, he just Teflons that stuff, man. He does. And like, And by the way, for the most part, he keeps winning football games. Because if you're not doing that, all this other stuff isn't being talked about at all. Look, if you're not doing that, any one of these things could take you down. Which, again, is the response from Gopher fans all the time is, I don't care. Keep winning games. Bring home the axe. Which, again, as we stated on the previous podcast, is the correct response if you are a diehard Gopher fan. Maybe deep cut for a lot of Big Ten fans, but Simon Savanovich at Illinois took down Tim Beckman and the athletic director. Okay. Guess who wasn't winning games? Right. Right. If you're winning games, you're going to keep staying employed. So, and also I will point out that most of the responses I've seen are supporting Fleck 
You're and talking ex-players. Ex-players, yep. but also I've seen anything against Fleck outside of Al Martin has been hearsay that I've seen. Seems to be. Like, I I do think there there seems to be, you know, there's smoke to the fire with this, or, or fire to the smoke. I don't know is the right way fire to say Fire to the that. smoke, I right. think. Right, there's yeah. fire to the smoke. So there seems to be other coaching staffs around the Big Ten that maybe uh, don't exactly – aren't exactly copacetic with 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 pga so like we've got enough here to say that we know that that he's not for everybody i mean i think that is fair to say yes yes with that being said um it's not up to me uh 40 some year old dude uh it's up to the, the the dudes in the locker room and how they feel about it i just don't know how you can 100% say how that is unless you are literally in that locker room Correct. And he's not for everybody, but he doesn't have to be. He just has to be for the ones that are on in the program. Right. And he does appeal to a certain type of person. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. You got anything else on the list? or? Oh, you know, one thing I do want to mention is uh, Northwestern. Getting new uniforms. Did yeah. you see that? <laughs> I did. Shocking that you wanted to bring it up. I'm not going to say what you think I'm going to say. Okay, go ahead. But uh, they're going back to a more traditional look. Mm-hmm. You know, they had that that striping across their yep. chest. Yep. What would you think of that? I actually like the striping. Do you like the striping or you like the striping across the chest? I like the Northwestern stripe. What, that... So you know that it's called the Northwestern stripe. You, you educated the, uh, me on that on okay. this very podcast. So they took the Northwestern stripe off of the chest and put it back to the shoulders like... Every other team does. Okay. And maybe this is a lesson to us. Why would you deviate from something that everybody likes and try to change it? Why not just stay with what you've been doing? The uniforms look way better with the stripe on the shoulder. That's what you think. Absolutely. Okay. You're you're more of the uniform czar than I am. Um, I don't so, know. Am I weird that I... You liked it? I think I, I, think I liked it across wow. the chest. Mm. It was... I think most schools, especially ones that are a little bit more tradition-based, which, by the way, I would put Illinois in that category, I think they're fine sticking with, you know, what, what's gotten you, gotten you there. Northwestern has a bit more of a checkered, not-so-successful football past. So then for them, I would say they, they could take more chances, and it makes more sense. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say... Good move, Northwestern. Yeah. Those are some sharp-looking uniforms. And by the way, you know, I don't like Northwestern. I have to say, I I do enjoy their uniforms overall. I mean, there is a uniqueness to them because they're purple. I mean, it's the only purple So I don't see the purple. It just looks like really cool blue to me. (laughs) That's right. I wonder if you could could see colors for 24 hours, how much your opinion would change up or down if you could suddenly see true purple that would be interesting yeah yeah because most people are kind of down on purple right not a great um, color well maybe not so much around this town uh, a lot of people that like purple but touche i think purple is a is a volatile color people either love it or hate it i think that's fair. wouldn't you also agree that orange is a volatile color i would definitely agree yeah with that yes both polarizing yes whereas navy blue not nearly as much right right Colors, colors matter. Okay. All right. Anything else, man? I think that's it. I think that was an all-encompassing uh, emergency pod. With that being said, this topic ain't done. 
We, it, it is, as we head towards the July 4th weekend, it is Friday, July 1st. It'll be hard, obviously, to get a podcast on. I mean, we're getting you two in a matter at the same time, essentially. Um, um, it could change by the time we get to the Greg Flugar podcast, which will hopefully be Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. Can I stop you there? It could change by the time I publish this podcast. And there's just nothing anybody can do about Correct. that. Correct. I mean, we are getting this podcast recorded uh, about 30 hours after the news broke. And yeah. we're a day late and a dollar short Correct. For, for getting this out. When things happen, they, has, they happen fast in the college football world. All right. Anything else? It's been fast and furious. It has been fast and furious. I am Jeffrey the Greek. I am Big Kurt. This has been the Eyes on Big Podcast brought to you by the Amador Whiskey Company. We will talk to you soon. Yeah.